Hello everyone, welcome to Autistic Adventures. I'm Cass, today is episode 40. And today I just wanted to do a quick little update on my last episode about why am I so awkward around people. If you hear me being a little bit quieter, I sound a little different, it's because the rest of the house is sleeping and I should probably wait to do a podcast episode, but I'm just thinking about it and I want to get it out before I forget some of it or something, I don't know. And if you hear any other noises, it's my dog snoring, so. Okay, so in the last episode I talked about kind of like a strange little exchange interaction with one of the parents at the karate meeting at my kid's karate class and so yesterday we went to the karate class and we sat in the comfy seats all the way at the end and we got there early as per usual and she walks in the door and she immediately says hey you're in my seat and I felt like an immediate like wall go up and I was like feeling kind of like offended and um like guarded but somehow what just came out of my mouth was well they're comfy (laughs) like of course I'm I'm gonna if I get here first I'm gonna choose the chair that I want and I'm gonna pick the comfortable chair and like kind of had like a little it was like a playful kind of response which is actually really not me like I usually tend to take things very personally and get upset about things and shut down and so I was actually kind of like surprised at myself at my own reaction because you know old me or any other time me would be like oh I'm sorry and then I would you know move to a different chair and then just fume for the rest of the night so I was just like, yeah, well, they're comfy. And she, she's like, um, she said something else. And I said, well, you know, I have a busted tailbone, so it's, it's really hard for me to sit in these other chairs. And she's like, oh my gosh, me too. Like my tailbone was broken. And she's like, all right, well then just let me sit next to you. Like, let me sit in the other chair. Like, cause there's two chairs that are cushiony and I'm like, all right, you know, and just kind of like play it off, you know? And then I'm like cringing, like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to sit next to this person. Not that I have anything against or for this person. Like I feel neutral, if anything about them. Uh, I did feel awkward and confused when we first interacted. So I was a little like, unsure, I guess you could say, but I wasn't like feeling one way or the other, but about her specifically, but I'm like, oh God, someone's going to sit right next to me. That means that we're probably going to be interacting throughout the class unless she's on her phone and then I won't have to deal, but then it'll be awkward because then we're just sitting next to each other in these two comfy chairs and essentially avoiding each other. So... Um, I had kind of like asked her about where her tailbone injury, um, originated from. Cause that was something that we both shared in common again. Like that's something I tend to do with people 
because I don't really know how to have the normal, like, back and forth, tit-a-tit, uh, conversational skills if I hear something that I have in common with somebody I will kind of put that into the spotlight so so we can chat about it because it's easier for me to talk about something that you know I share something in common with so we talked about that a little bit and um, I feel like maybe her guard was let down a little bit by me saying that I had you know a busted tailbone indicating like I'm not just taking the chairs to be an ass like I'm not trying to like take your spot on purpose like if all the chairs were comfortable chairs I would sit where I originally started sitting which was the one by the door so I can like run out of there if I so choose to so uh, you know I think she felt maybe a little bit like relieved that I wasn't just like taking her seat to take her seat or like trying to I don't know if she thought it was like some game of like hierarchy or power. I'm like, no, I just want to be comfortable. Like it's, and I didn't tell her I'm autistic, but I'm like, it's, it's hard enough for me to be comfortable as it is, you know, and then compounded with that having, you know, tailbone injury is, you know, it's difficult. And so we kind of had um, a conversation throughout the class which confuses me even more. Um, so now I don't know what about that first interaction was accurate or true or if I was reading far in, too far into it or or maybe she was just being nice because if you're neurotypical and you're sitting next to somebody, that's a nice thing to do. I don't know if she was talking to me because she felt like obliged to or if because she wanted to talk to me. I still don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand people. I'm probably never going to understand people. So I'm just going to have to go off my best scientific guess at this point. Um, it seemed like she enjoyed talking to me, but I don't, I don't know. Like I know a lot of neurotypicals are like, they'll chat and talk to someone and they'll do that like with somebody that they hate. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how she feels about me. I guess it doesn't really matter, but, um, I mean, it was a good conversation. We talked a lot about our kids, and I did tell her that both my kids were autistic because she wondered, she was like, oh, what school do they go to? I'm like, oh, they're homeschooled. And she's like, what? You know, like, and like, both of them are homeschooled. And I'm like, yeah. And like, kind of had to go into like why they're homeschooled. And I didn't have to go into it, but you know, us autistics always feel the need to over explain ourselves and, you know, kind of explaining what we do and, how we do it and uh, just giving like a little bit of background not too much because I have a tendency to overshare so I'm like I'm not going to do that but you know by the end of the evening it seemed like we had had a good conversation but now I'm like what do I do next time because I wasn't, like, against having a conversation with her, but do I want to sit next to this person and talk every single class? Absolutely not. Like, that's too taxing on myself. Like, I don't... I'm okay with talking with people, but I don't want to have a full-on conversation every single time I go to the karate class. And I don't want that expectation to be on me either because if that expectation is on me and I'm not feeling social or I'm like selectively mute at the moment, like it's going to be really difficult to 
like force myself to talk or like act like a weirdo and avoid her. So now I'm like, okay, so next class, do I go and sit in that comfy chair knowing that she's going to take the other chair next to me? Or do I go back to being uncomfortable and sitting on the the crap chairs and maybe make it look like I don't want to talk to her or that I'm relinquishing the chairs to her, which I probably should do because she was there longer. Of course, these are the things I think about at night, which nobody else cares or thinks about. And I'm sure she wasn't up at night thinking about me and our interaction. But I'm like, what am I supposed to do next time? So I think I should probably just get one of those um, tailbone pillow things and just suck up the discomfort of feeling like people are going to look at me weird if I bring in a pillow to sit on and just sit on one of the more uncomfortable chairs because I just don't want to commit to like talking to someone all the time unless it's like a choice. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, not a huge update, I guess, but I just wanted to fill you guys in on kind of what happened and how she seemed to be pleasant, but I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know why she was pleasant to me or if it was genuine or if it was just because we were sitting next to each other. So I'm just, I'm pretty much just as confused as I was before. It's just we had a a nice interaction, I suppose. Um, I don't know if the whole year in my seat was like a playful thing or that was her way of saying like, get the fuck out of my chair. I don't know, but I played it off and I feel like I did really well considering I did spend the whole time like picking that apart and feeling offended and personally attacked so that's I feel like I made an improvement with you know kind of how I might react previously so I feel good about what I did and what I said I just don't know if what she did and said was genuine or if there was like double meanings behind it because neurotypicals love to have double meanings and then expect you to know what they mean and I'm like if you say what you mean I'll know what you mean It's very simple. I'm not going to sit there and like, oh, did this have a double meaning? And what could this mean? It's like, I'm just going to have to make assumptions if you're not telling me exactly what you mean. So I guess time will tell. Um, I think I'm going to go online and order one of those pillows just so that I can have the option. Because if I just sit in one of those regular chairs, I'm going to be fidgeting all night. And then I feel like people are looking at me anyway. So I might as well be comfortable and have people looking at me than fidgeting and like my tailbone literally being in pain and having to deal with pain because I don't want people, I don't want to draw attention to myself. That's, that's weird. My, my comfort is not like worth that. Although it feels uncomfortable anyway. Like emotionally. (laughs) So I have to choose between physical comfort and emotional comfort, I guess. Because you know me, I've said several times, like, please don't perceive me. I just don't want to be known. (laughs) But I want friends, which makes no sense. Like, I just want to, like, put a fairy wand over someone and, like, have them be my friend and not have to go through all the awkwardness of 
being acquaintances and getting to know someone and having all of these little strange interactions that I don't know what they mean. Like, I just want someone to be my friend and I know that they're my friend and, like, move on from there. (laughs) But we live in the real world and that's not a thing. So, I'm going to go order a pillow. (laughs) If you stuck with me this long, thank you for listening. I don't know if this is relevant to anyone, my little personal stories, Um, it seems like, you know, now that I'm on my 40th episode, I didn't really know when I started exactly how this podcast was going to look, but it seems like it kind of vacillates between personal stories of things I'm going through in the moment to kind of informational topics of, um, you know, things to, things to help or like mental health kind of things, which that's kind of like my life. It's personal stories and it's working on my mental health. So, um, I'm hoping that this format is working for everybody. Um, I'd love to get feedback or advice. That's always helpful. You can email me at autisticadventures at yahoo.com or feel free to go on my Facebook page. Oh, side note, before I go, I did a thing yesterday where I pretty much set my personal Facebook entirely to private, which I didn't really know you could do. I knew that you could make it so that only friends could see your stuff, but I made it so like it like everything and all my information says like only me. And if you like click on my page, my personal page, it'll just show like my picture and my cover photo and I think there's like one thing in the about me and then all my past posts are limited, so you can't basically see anything. I still have Messenger and I still have stories and stuff I can post that my friends can see which are also limited to like a select few friends not necessarily friends like people that I don't mind seeing my stuff that I don't feel are going to be overly judgmental but that was very freeing to do I feel like I put too much emphasis on external validation when I post things I post them mostly for me but I'm also like hoping for some likes and hoping for some validation or like proof that people care about what's going on in my life and I'm like Cass you don't need to do that and this way if someone actually is interested in what's going on in my life or someone wants to check up on me they'll have to message me or text me which will feel much better than getting a like on a photo so I feel like pulling back and giving people less information will hopefully like encourage them to reach out to me because I don't really have anyone reach out to me like my phone is not getting blown up by any means I really don't get texts um I don't get phone calls unless they're like business related or related to the kids or like something that's not personal so I feel like why should I give the world access to me when no one really like cares on a personal level level like no one really reaches out to me I do have my messenger because uh, my online friend um, that I consider a good friend we chat like exclusively through messenger so I'm gonna keep messenger for sure but I just wanted to like update on that I didn't know that you could just like set everything to private and make it to where like people can't see anything of yours but they can see you still have a Facebook and that kind of makes me feel more protected and that people can't just like scroll through my stuff and then like not interact with me I don't know it feels a little bit like 
someone coming over to my house and looking through my photo album, but then like not talking to me. It kind of feels a little bit weird, which is weird in itself because I've had Facebook for like 14 or 15 years. Let's see, probably since like 07. So what would that be? 17. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 17 years? That, that can't be right. That seems like a really long time, although I do suck at math, so maybe that is correct. Um, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, that's 17 years. Sorry, I had to add real quick. That is wild to me that I've had Facebook for that long. I didn't even have MySpace for that long. But, um, I mean, Facebook has been, I'm not going to say a big part of my life, but it has been a part of my life for a long time. And I've never put myself on private. Uh, I went and deleted my Instagram yesterday, too, because I'm like, I'd never use it. And why do I have it? Because I feel like it's normal to have it or that other people have it, so I should have it, too. I'm like, you know what? I don't need these things in my life. And they're just sucking energy out of me and out of my phone because I don't need to have apps that I don't use. So I'm working on not needing external validation and limiting people's access to me. And that feels good. That feels important because anyone that knows me or cares about me has my phone number and can hit me up on Messenger. So I feel like it's an appropriate appropriate amount of access. If you want to talk to me, I'm there. Otherwise, you don't need to have access to my photo album and all my inner personal things I have going on, which I had total control of before. I didn't need to update everyone on everything I was doing, but um, I felt like that was normal and that was a thing and it was kind of a grab at like, not, hey, look at me, but like, I don't know. I I did want attention in some ways, but it's not like a showing off kind of attention, more of just like, I want to feel loved and valued by people. And I shouldn't need Facebook to do that. So I just wanted to say that too. This turned into a really long, um, quick (laughs) update. So, all right, I'm going to go buy a pillow and then figure out what to do with my life because Facebook isn't like I'm trying to back away from it. So, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you. Talk to you next time.